Hey, Hound Dogs. I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And welcome to On the Air with Power Squared. Uh, we have a, a guest tonight. Uh, we're supposed to have two, but we only have one right at the moment. Jeremy Danger Dean, who is a co-founder of Comic Beat, Comic Rebel. Sorry, Comic Rebel. Get the name right. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so uh, you're working with uh, Elisa Mayhem. <laughs> Cummings or Clark? What's your yes. last name? Uh, it's Cummings. It's her, it's her name. Okay. Right. Showed up on the thing. It's Clark. Um, so I met her through LinkedIn, and you're her partner. So I guess we'll talk to you about uh, so uh, about things. Yeah. Uh, cool. See if she, see if she can join us later. Uh, so your background's in software engineering. That is correct, partially, <laughs> mostly. Now. Yeah. Sorry. That's fine. And you said that you kind of rebooted your life in 2011. Is that when you got out of software engineering? or? Uh, it is. It's when I started looking elsewhere. I, I'm still in it. Um, I got in probably, uh, let's see, around 1998 or 1999. I kind of fell into it when the, the internet boom kind of exploded. And people who uh, people were basically hiring without interviewing. So I kind of <laughs> out there. It was, it was a crazy time. Crazy time. Couldn't fill seats fast enough. Uh, and I did that for about 20 years, 15 to 20 years, um, until, until where I am now. But yeah, 2011 is really when I started realizing that I didn't want to do it anymore, but you know, it pays. So you kind of yeah. stick with the money when you have to, you know, I understand yeah. that totally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wish I was doing full time this, but, uh, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> So you, when did you start working with Elisa? Uh, we officially started working together about three years ago. Uh, we met in 2011, and we were friends until then, or we, we met back then. Uh, we would hang out every once in a while, and we love to just kind of create and talk and just blue sky kind of stuff. Um, but about three years ago is when we actually uh, got together, and we're, we're um, fiancés. Oh. So we're actually together, and that that happened three years ago, as well. And that's kind of when all the magic started happening. We started creating, um, working on a lot of projects together. Right. Um, but this is the one that we're like, ah, gotta do it. Okay. <laughs> um, so congratulations on being engaged. Thank you. Do you have any? Have you set a date yet, or is that still? It, it's a it's a floating date. <laughs> <laughs> it's changed a couple of times. We really just wanna. We want to go big, to be honest. Um, we're just not ready to go big yet, so. Uh, I guess saying COVID doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really, really did not. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so where are you located or based from? Um, I'm in the Temecula area, California. Uh, it's about an hour uh, east of LA. Right. We're in Los. We're in Los Angeles. We're Van Nuys, oh. so or Lake Balboa, if you want to get fancy. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, tell us about the ventures that you guys got involved with together. Uh, initially, yeah. So we'll build yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, we'll build up. Um, uh, back in 19, 2019, we had this dream together to create an online. Uh, themed entertainment academy slash um, safe place for creativity. We, we really wanted, she came in to 
this relationship with a, a whole bunch of contacts in the entertainment industry. She knows a lot of people. And I knew technology. We just thought, hey, maybe we could do something this get everybody together, make some cool stuff happen. We both love theme parks, and and um, we were noticing that a lot of the older Disney Imagineers and um, really creative people were starting to get a little bit older, and and all that knowledge that that that's kind of out there right now is not really going to be there forever unless we we take advantage of it and learn from these amazing people. So we were. That was kind of our first big project together was to see if we could get all these people together and, and start sharing knowledge and educating each other. Um, we were working on that for a while and and uh, it just wasn't picking up like we wanted it to. Um, so we, we kind of moved on from there. Um, we've done a few other small projects like um, we've been working on uh, creating world, real world scavenger hunts based on your mobile phone, um, kind of just been all over the place, just trying to go crazy and see what we could come up with, you know? Right. Um, I noticed on your website there was Lisa's Curious Creatives Academy. Is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah, that's what we called it. Okay. And that sort of didn't come to fruition as much as you wanted, I guess? Actually we've kind of converted it to a different crowd instead of themed entertainment it's actually the comic crowd now that's okay. still alive it's just kind of uh, evolved into um, something a little bit different okay and then you had the waypointer experience designer yeah that what, is correct you want to tell that, us about that that is an engine that i built that uh the idea was that you could create a computer could create a story on the fly and let you live out that story by way of text and video and images and um, other things that anything else I could think of to trigger or control the computer you know whether you get things in the mail from a computer or basically a computer controlled story that happens in the real world and use your uh, mobile phone as the interface between reality and um, the computer can know where you're at it can know a whole bunch of things about you just from your phone. So I thought, hey, what if we could kind of bring a story to life using all these tools? Um, so that's kind of a behind the scenes too that I will get to one day. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then you had a, I saw a podcast, Danger and Mayhem's Curious World. Oh, that was a uh, uh, kind of a TV series that or web series that we started and COVID really the damper on that one we got one video in we started production on two other ones and um then COVID hit and we were that yeah we yeah stop that as well <laughs> i i did watch it and it was uh you know very you know it was interesting i guess and then you have faraway tales is coming yes that's actually one of the ideas that really um really sparked the idea for uh comic rebel kind of the same format but it was just on a much smaller scale um when covid hit we we noticed that you know that's when the theme parks were starting to shut down and the um all the people that we knew uh were starting to lose their jobs and it was a really hard time in the industry i mean i think everybody felt it but um we decided to maybe help out and put some of these creative people to work again uh creating stories digital stories storybooks and um, we built an app, Faraway Tales app, um, 
again, trying to get a bunch of artists together to create storybooks for kids during a time when there was kind of lacking in entertainment. Right. Um, so, yeah, we got that off the ground a little bit. Um, but then COVID kind of lightened up and everyone went back to work and <laughs> we had a bunch of half-finished product. Right. Um, so, but, but what that experience was really good for was uh, really showing the need for storytelling. Right. I, I think it ties into some experiences which I can get into in a bit um, about why I think what we're doing is so important. Um, telling stories, keeping people entertained and dreaming is is crucial, especially I think today more than ever. Um, so before we get into Comic Rebel, ha have you ever done a comic book yourself before? No. Um, I've always wanted to. Back in high school, I wanted to so badly. It was all I could think about. In fact, if you don't mind, I'd like to tell you a little story. Sure. Because it's like, um, must have been in sixth grade, and I was just getting into comics. Batman just came out. Tim Burton's Batman. You know, like so many, totally like changed my life. <laughs> um, uh, my dad was renting out a little office back by my house. He was working out of it, and uh, two doors down, there was another guy a guy and my dad said hey Jeremy come here I want, to, I want you to meet somebody walked two doors down walked into this little white room and there was like some comic posters on the wall and there was like, a drawing pedestal in the corner and the guy gets up and he comes over and he's like hey are you Jeremy I'm like yeah <laughs> he was a comic book artist I had no idea who he was at the time but he was showing me around and I was like you know wide eyed uh -huh. uh, but at the same time I was thinking man this isn't very even as a kid, I was thinking, man, this isn't very glamorous. You know, I was thinking, like, wow, these guys must work at Disneyland or something. But it's really not that way at all. Um, he ended up, he was a really cool guy. He was really nice. Uh, he ended up just uh, giving me this original art the cover of Batman that he did. And at the bottom, I looked at it, and it was signed Jim Valentino. Hmm. And I didn't know who that was at the time. But, right. of course, he went on to be one of the co-founders for Image Comics, along with Jim Lee and... Oh. So that was a few years later. Right. But I've always had this thing in my in my uh, in my memory about that, and uh, that was like the only experience I ever had for actually pursuing a comic. All the other experiences I've had were actually people talking me out of making a comic, just because uh, it's so hard to make money with. Uh -huh. Even people in the industry, as a kid, I remember people telling me, "You like comics? Don't make, don't, don't do it." Yeah. Just don't do it. And I actually got talked out of it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing now is because I still want to make a comic. I'm 45 years old almost, and I I regret it. And I don't want other people to make that same mistake. Right. I'm, I, when I was a kid, my uh, father was the editor of a newspaper in Dallas. That's where I'm from. And I was, you know, I want to get into journalism, and everybody's like, no, no, don't do that. You know, you'll never make any money or whatever. And the, he had some a reporter over, and my brother was working at Sears, and they were so much more excited that he was doing a summer job at Sears than my desire to be in journalism <laughs> that I started, okay, maybe this isn't what I want to do. You know, so um, it's easy to, get, you know, get overwhelmed. Um, okay, so you've never done, a, never done a comic book. Has Elisa done one ever? Nope, we're very heavy into art. We love art. I've been following comics forever. We're, we're more writers, if anything. Right. Um, yeah, but, we're writers, and we 
pay somebody to draw it. So there you guess, go. Yeah, yeah. Pricey that way. <laughs> if you can, if you can write and draw, you're you're home home free. <laughs> so, <laughs> that does get to, get to be expensive. Um, okay, so um, this leads you up to Comic Rebel. So tell us, um, what's the concept behind your platform? Uh, Comic Rebel is one of two pieces that we're working on. Comic Rebel is uh, a mobile app. Uh, you could compare it to Comixology. Only the uh, the goal of this app is to give back to the creators and not take it, not take all the money. Um, I think that's the biggest complaint that everybody has, right? You get thirty five percent of your 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 take, right? It's thirty five percent, and I think that that's unacceptable. You know, if people if we want to really support the idea of people working with their passions and making a living with their passions, we really have to respect the idea of giving back to the people that want to do that. Um, you know, it's, it, it goes along with why, you know, I never came out, I never became a comic artist to begin with. Uh, the whole idea is just to give the money back. Um, but as we started digging into some of the other problems in the industry, we really realized there's a whole lot of other problems that we can help solve um, uh, aside from just the money. Um, this, which kind of brings in the second part. We have another, we have a publishing platform that goes, that publishes directly to create, um, to Comic Rebel, sorry. Uh, it's called Create Oasis. Mm -hmm. And it is our place for comic creators to um, sign up, log in, hang out, publish their comics. Um, we're still working on a lot of functionality for, for things like community and writing tools and, um, um, we have a lot of stuff that we're just going to have. We want to basically create uh, a very creative environment for people to get together. Oh, we have project management in the works where you can start a new comic project and you know set up all your pages and then hire people directly from the community to come in and work on it and then publish directly to Comic Rebel, which is our again is our mobile app. Right. Um, so yeah, to all together, it's a huge um, collaborative couple of software platforms that integrate with each other that really the focus is just to speed up the production of awesomely made comics um yeah okay so uh you've gone live with this we're going live with the the mobile app like any day the software is done we're testing the heck out of it um we're also trying to get as many uh uh published books into our library as possible before we go live um, so we're accepting uh, submissions like crazy right now. If you've got, if anyone's got a, a comic ready to go, we're we're ready to read it and um, you know accept it. So is there an approval process to get under? There is. It's pretty light. Um, we're not like a traditional publisher where we're only choosing certain types and only things we like. We're kind of more of an Etsy, uh, okay. if you think about it. Like if you can think about it like that, where We'll accept pretty much anything within certain certain guidelines, and then um, our job is really we believe that every comic has an audience somewhere, um, whether it's big or small. There's an audience. Our job is to really is more of like a matchmaking service where we're trying to find or we have some tools in place to actually help you find your audience. Um, so having those tools kind of allows us to 
kind of accept everybody and just um, kind of get everybody together and, and make this as big as possible. Okay. So how is it going so far? It's going really well. We've got a lot of uh, really great feedback. Um, I'm direct contact with over a thousand people right now. Wow. Uh, comic creators, so, you know, a lot of them have finished products, a lot of them don't. Um, but, uh, again, we're, we're working with, uh, we're just trying to get our, our library filled up to uh, X amount just so we have something to present. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, one of the things that you, you seem to be trying to address is finding an audience for people. How does how's, how's that going to work in, lay, uh, in layman set terms because I'm not a programmer? <laughs> so, uh, you, like the matchmaking thing I was talking yeah. about? Yeah. So, Usually when you go and you, you go online and you see a comic book and you know nothing about it, you get something like four out of five stars or a hundred people liked it, right? Uh, it doesn't really tell you anything. It doesn't tell you if you're going to like it. So we actually are taking that kind of an idea and we're, we're kind of breaking it out a little more and we're asking the readers direct questions like, what do you value most in a comic? Is it the art? Is it the story? Is it diversity? Is it you know all the yeah. things that are important right now? Um, and and once you break those things down and get that kind of uh, that kind of data going, then you can start to really get interesting as far as taking a comic that has been rated that way by other people and matching it. You know, using things like machine learning, you can match uh, those kinds of profiles with comics that are more likely to uh, really strike with the reader um, so and, and the more of those metrics we have we break out the the more accurate it'll be so um, we have a few in mind but I'm sure that list will grow over time the more the more information we get basically from our readers the better uh, we'll be able to match uh, match them with the, the right comic creator okay um... So, um, one of the things um, that you talk about is create creative yeah to reach their target audience. Um, we've had several create creative people on the show, and we always ask the question, "Who's your target audience?" And a lot of them go, "I have no idea," you know. And uh, so, how is how is your matching thing going to help those people if they don't know who their target audience is or? So uh, part of our job, the software, is kind of using kind of what I was just talking about. Um, that that's really to identify who their target audience is. We'll have our software will be able to do that just by asking people what they like versus what's over here and, and matching that way. Are right? you are you going to be analyzing the the comic books themselves? Um, yeah, I mean we're gonna um, we have things in place where. Uh, when we when we do the approval process for a comic, we, we mark certain things about it, like, um, you know, just like it's a color and that kind of thing. Um, and then also the, the creators themselves add data as well. So we're we're continuously describing these comics the best way we can so that we can match it up with what readers uh, want at the individual reader, not not groups. Right. Okay. Um, so how do you see your relationship with the creators in this process? I mean, uh, you're obviously being somewhat selective, not, you know, but, um, 
yeah how 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 would how do you see interacting with the creators i guess um i'm kind of in the thick right now i'm i'm there to help anybody uh who needs anything i'm um, I've already helped people um, format their pages to get them ready for uploading. Um, a lot of people, I'm, I'm just kind of uh, helping them get started in the industry altogether that have nothing to do with the platform at all. I'm kind of um, just kind of in the trenches trying to make sense of the chaos at the moment. <laughs> but as far as my relationship with them, I'm, I'm in it. I'm, um, these are my people. <laughs> um, and I'm loving it so far. So if somebody was to submit to you, is that on an exclusive basis or is that a non-exclusive basis or? Non-exclusive. Uh, we are trying to create the perfect scenario the best we can. Um, yeah, we need to obviously keep the lights on, but the, if we hold true to our, our original mission, it's to solve some of these problems in the industry. And um, exclusivity, I believe, is part of the problem when you're locked into things like only selling your book in one place, that hurts the creator. I think it should be everywhere. Um, in fact, I've, we've already had other publishers come to me and come to us and like, and talk about, well, do you mind if we sell it too? I'm like, no, go ahead. Let's get it all out there. Let's everybody sell it. <laughs> so you're the more, um, more platforms, the better. More platforms, the better. Absolutely. I, I really believe that's the only way we're going to get huge scale of change okay so you were talking about how uh, comiXology I mean the big complaint with any creator is you're getting pennies from them and they're you know they have you know there was some creator you know they have free coke for all their employees but you're like can't afford to buy a coke <laughs> you know? uh, I mean I don't know if that's true or not but there was somebody who was complaining about going to meet with them and they had like you know all this free stuff and like I, I could barely I'm not making anything off of this. So what's the difference between what are you going to provide? I mean, so it's 35 cents or whatever, or 35% for Comixology. What are you guys going to offer instead of that? Uh, it's fluctuated, but as we've started to flesh out exactly what our hidden costs are, and we finally got this uh, going, we've, we've settled on 70% back to the creator, which is double. Uh, and that is only because... Um, Google and iTunes both take 30. So we're not really making much on the side of it. We're, we're making money on um, kind of an, another revenue stream on the creator side. Um, so this is just something that we are ending up putting together because um, the, the world needs it, to be honest. So you said, okay, so you're making, what's the creator side that you're? The creator side is our Create Oasis platform. That's okay. the platform where um, everybody's going to come together and uh, create create comics together. Okay. Yeah. And, and is there a is there a fee to join that or something? Um, there will be. There okay. will be once we go live with that. Uh, there will it'll be uh, ten bucks a month. Okay. And that'll keep the lights on. That'll keep the lights on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you're going to have a lot of creators who are perhaps wary of a new platform, and you know kind of don't want to get too involved in case you guys, you know, I'm not trying to wish you bad luck, but you know, yeah. doesn't work out yeah. for you. Uh, what do you have to say to those kind of people? Um, there's really nothing to be afraid of because we've taken out all the risk. Uh, just like Etsy, you come and go as you please. You hold on to your IP. You, uh, you know, there's, you can sell anywhere you want aside from our platform. There's really nothing to lose. 
Um, we've made it easy to upload your comic. Um, um, if you're still worried about it after that, then um, you're going to miss out. That's all I say. <laughs> all right. Um, how do you feel about printed comic books? Love them. Love them. I, I feel like uh, digital is the gateway drug to printed comics. Um, in fact, we are, uh, we're, I, I can't mention names, but we are working with a print company, um, working, negotiating. Uh, partnering up with a print company so that creators will be able to um, have two buttons on our mobile or on Comic Rebel mobile app. One is to buy digital, and one will be to buy a print version for readers. Okay. Because uh, we want to be, we want to totally coin that thing. I, I don't see why uh, this can't be organized enough to where people could get both. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So as I as I mentioned earlier, we always like to bring it back to us because you know it's our show um have you ever have you looked at our website or looked at our comic book or anything uh i haven't i have not i'm sorry do you uh it hurts uh, are you looking for a place to publish it uh well actually we're on several platforms right now um uh including comiXology and which is now kindle which we're also on and some print platforms i mean it's it basically it's turned into kindle yeah uh right and uh we're on some print platforms. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not we're undecided about if we want to expand that beyond those because it's four or five and they all have slightly different formats and things like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of a, you know, uh, even though we're not the artists, I spend a lot of time <laughs> making things a certain size and yeah. uploading yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, you um, said you wrote them too, right? Excuse me. You wrote them. Uh, yeah, we write them. Uh, it's a uh, it's a story of college age twins who discover that they were granted superpowers when they were younger. Yeah, and uh, Paul is it, and his brother are twins, and we thought of this when they were still in college, and uh, so we've been kind of working on it for a while, and uh, we wrote several issues, and then started to look for uh, an artist, and. Went through several. Of, I don't know if you know about Comic Con. They have the Comic Creator Connection, and we oh, went through, yeah. we went through a few of those and almost found somebody every time. And then we ended up paying somebody. And then after about five issues, we went, "This isn't working the way we wanted it to." Yeah. And so we've have found a new artist we've had since uh, issue six, uh, and and we've gone through several colorists because people will you know want to do something else or whatever. So. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, we've been working on it for a few years. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have difficulty finding people to to help you finish your pro your projects, right? Um, well, we did, but we have a stable. Yeah, we've we've, been, we've, been, yeah. we, we've had the one artist for she's working on her. I guess it would be her fourteenth or fifteenth issue. So yeah. we've been. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, right. one of the things that was nice was uh, Comixology actually helped us find a new colorist when we needed one. The first colorist we had was really bad. bad. Yeah, uh, there was whole and there was whole pages that were like, are they living near lava? Because it's all this kind of orange, orange glow to everything. And uh, so they actually put us in touch with uh, SCAD. Savannah College of Art and Design, and uh, we got some names of people we were talking to. 
uh, I guess one of them, and then they they wanted way more money than we were able to afford. Honestly, they were like looking for a hundred dollars a page. And we're like, okay, good luck, <laughs> right on college. Uh, I'd love to make that much money too. And um, so we ended up hiring a friend of a friend, a friend of one of the people we were talking to. Yeah. And then she did two issues, and kind of I'll say I always like to go back and say she kind of saved the book because it was the she made the colors look good. Yeah. And then uh, we, she wanted, she had to leave for her own, she wanted to do something else, and so she put us in touch with somebody who did it for three issues, and and we were with that colorist deciding that, you know, this isn't working out with the artist, and so she put us in touch with SCAD to help find an artist, and that's who we've been, we've worked with Rachel Wells ever since. Yeah. And. Yeah, and then we've gone through a few colorists in between, but the one we have now has been, she's on her like eighth issue or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been lucky to have sort of a stable group for a while. That's awesome. Yeah. We just That's are, another problem that I, I, I think is out there. It's so hard to figure out, it's so hard to find people uh, to work with, not only creatively, but personality-wise. Yeah. You're limited to Facebook groups and... Well, that's how that's how we ended up finding our first artist was through was through a Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah, and he was actually the best one we could find out there. It was just over time that it kind of deteriorated. Deteriorated. It was a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just, you know, sometimes the characters didn't look like the characters we imagined them looking, and I, I think he got kind of I I don't I can't speak for him, but I assume he got kind of tired of doing it or something because it was yeah. It was getting kind of tight, you know. You wait for that last page of the issue would take three months or something. Yeah. So we just had to move on. Yeah. So yeah. So we got someone faster. Yeah, <laughs> and we're very happy, and she's closer to what we imagined the artwork to be. Yeah. So we're we're, but we're still kind of uh, as I think I mentioned before that we're going to be doing a Kickstarter with Artith Merrick. Uh, in, in February, uh, because they want to sell, they want to uh, sell uh, as BDs in France. Take like so, the first five issues are being formed into a graphic novel, and they're gonna try to sell it in France. Yeah. And uh, but we're still stuck with those first five. <laughs> we want to move beyond those first five issues. But yeah. We're stuck with those. But anyway, I digress and talk about us. But it's our show. Hey. Yeah. Right to do no, I'm, I'm in it. Okay. <laughs> have you looked at our book or website at all? No. Uh, no, I have not gone to it. Actually, I I kind of came into this uh, a yeah. little bit yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were lined up to, to yeah talk with somebody. Oh, I just thought I'd ask. Yeah. No. <laughs> so we have to end the show now. I'm kidding. Um, so uh, tell people how they can find Comic Rebel. Uh, comicrebel.com. It's got a lot of information on there, um, including uh, the link to our publishing platform. You can really find everything uh, you need off of there. Um, admittedly, there's probably some info that needs to be updated minorly. I'm get into that but websites are hard to keep up. I know that. They are. <laughs> Three of them going at the same time. But, yeah. Uh, I, have tr I have trouble with the one, so I understand. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, or you can um, anyone can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My name is Jeremy Danger Dean. You can look me up. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much willing to talk to anybody. So I'm okay. open door, open book. And Danger is your middle name. Danger is my middle name. All right. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show. Appreciate uh, you taking the time. 
Uh, say hi to Lisa when you see her. Yeah. Hi, so so uh, next time, until next time, I'm David Hankins. And I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. Uh-huh.